0: is my mic on okay got it why y'all so quiet see you okay is it on now yeah, yeah see okay I'm, I'm not see i'm the kind of guy when i'm talking to you and if i got if i'm talking to you and you see some green in my teeth tell me okay so when i say is the mic on you tell me the mic ain't on okay how y'all doing this morning so you know it, it, it could seem like this is rehearsed but it's not you know matt got up here and, talk, matt and, Kendall got up and talked about uh Our band and what they do I gotta tell you I really like our band and I like first of all I just like what they do what they present for us I like that but I like the fact you know I go to many churches and ask people who you know who uh, they're actually professionals and you know do gigs all over and whatnot we got we got some young folks who just come to give their heart and I love it I love it and and so uh, thank you band thank you for what you do thank you for who you are we really appreciate it all right so uh, this morning if I can find my notes, I did find them. We're gonna talk about prayer. Now, Matt, Matt said to you as we started out, he said, take some notes. So see, we have a lot of scripture this morning. I'm not gonna read all of it. So you need to take the notes. And, and that was a, a church I went to one time where <clears throat> we would have the sermon. And, and after the, uh, in the evening, we would go back over the sermon again. We would tear it apart and rip into it. Well, this is your opportunity. Take some notes. Go home and read these things because otherwise you'll be believing what I tell you happened in the story. And I might I might get it wrong, okay? I wouldn't do it on purpose, but I could. So this series we have is called Pray First. Pray First. Now I don't know that I'm gonna to get to that part exactly today. I was telling Matt this morning, I go, Well, Matt, how are we only gonna do two sermons on pray first? you go into scripture this is about a month long series about praying it's not two so anyway it's going to require some homework on our part Uh, but you're going to hear a lot a lot of scripture this morning Uh, we can't possibly cover everything remember this last week there was a football game happening buffalo bills okay Uh, there was another team too wasn't it no cincinnati okay yeah and they were playing football and uh this guy got hit and immediately Everybody went into prayer. I mean, everybody just went in. And I don't know everybody who went into prayer. I don't know if they, if they know God, they believe in God. I don't know what, but they believe in the power of prayer. And so, so, so uh, people united to do that. Think about us, church. You, you know, There's things happening around the world. There's Christians we don't know in other countries who can't do what we do. In fact, if they stood on a stage and talked like this, they'd be hauled off to prison somewhere. You know, that's, I think that's an example of what we, who we need to be. Pray. Just, just just pray. We don't have to know you. We don't have to be a part of you. We don't, we don't have to be any of that. We just need to pray. And so this series, Pray First, we, let's keep that in mind. Um, and so church, I think we need to be the same way. Um, so, sometimes what gets in the way of prayer is that God just seems so far away. God just seems like, where's God? You ever had that feeling before? Where's God? I don't know. And Stevie Wonder had a song and and this song was, he said, they say that heaven is 10 zillion light years away. And if there is a God, we need him now. And that's how some people feel. In fact, I would say some of us have felt that way before. God is 10 zillion light years away. There's so much happening between his ears and my prayer that I just don't know if I, it gets in the way. And maybe I just, I don't need to pray because I'm just not getting, I'm not getting the result I thought I would. Okay, well I wanna talk about some of that this morning. So, I wanna talk about the fact that prayer is our privileged line of communication directly with God. It's our privileged line of communication directly with God. Now we have a couple ways that we we communicate with God. One of them is, one of them is what we do. What we do, we communicate with God what we think. In fact, God tells us he looks at the heart, you know? And so, so, so we have a couple of ways of communicating. And the and, 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 and same thing happens at home. same thing happens in my marriage. We've been married 43 years. Anybody, somebody out here beat that, right? Okay, all right, anyway. Still, what I do with my wife, with Pamela, is far more important than what I say to her. And so I think God's the same way. What we do is far more important. It, and I don't even have to get it right. Sometimes she just looks at my intention and says, you know, well, you, you tried. In fact, most of the time, <laughs> Jackson laughing because he know that. Okay, most of the time it's like, okay, you, you tried. Bless his heart. Anyway, uh, so, uh, but that's how we communicate with God. And so in Jeremiah 33, 3, the scripture says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. There are some things we just don't know. There's some things happening right around us. There's things, there's connections we can make. There's people who can be of assistance to us. There's things God has put in a place that we just don't know. You know, Ephesians 3.20, I told you to take your notes, didn't I? Huh? It's not on the board. Ephesians 3.20. Write it down. Okay. It says that he is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or can even imagine. Now, imagine what you can imagine. Okay, you with me? And God says, that's nothing. I can do way more than that. And you go, okay, God, I can beat you. I can imagine. And God says, that's nothing. I could do way more than that. You know, uh, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. So so what is prayer? So I got this from Leanne Thomas. I have no clue who Leanne Thomas is, but I I thought it was good, though. (laughs) Okay. And Leon Thomas said, "This prayer is doxology. He yeah, was talking about, you know, like litur- 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 liturgy uh, prayer in church, etc. Uh, praise, thanksgiving, confession, supplication, and intercession to God. Prayer is the way to renew and spiritual life through the grace of God and our disciplined efforts. Prayer lifts us from our isolation to a conscious, loving communion with God, in which everything is experienced in a new light." You know, I liked that, and so I thought I'd share that, okay? Now, you know, this is just Leanne's version of what prayer is, I was trying to come up with one. I thought, why say anything different than this? But I like one thing she says in here. She says, uh, through uh, 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 the grace of God and our disciplined efforts. See, one of the things that get in the way of our prayers time is the lack of discipline. Many Christians lack or don't understand uh, what to believe in some areas, okay? Uh, there was there was a there was a guy back in, in the book of Mark, you know he come to Jesus to get his son uh, his son healed and he said to Jesus you know heal my son if you uh, if you will Jesus said if you can if I can, that's not how Jesus said it. he he probably didn't say with attitude like me if I can, dude you know who I am no he, but but it's like if I can, and he goes on to t- he goes uh, and the guy goes on to say, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. You ever been there? You ever been where you believe? And help me in my unbelief you ever been where there's things that happen that, that happen with us and, and there's things about God that I comprehend and then there's things about God I don't comprehend and there's times I don't I, I don't even know if God is here right now help me in my unbelief okay so God I, I believe and so first I guess one of the main points I want to leave with us today is if, if you're there if you just have a simple belief and, and, it's, and it's not like what you look around and see, maybe what other people have or what you should have, that's okay. Be there. And just ask God, help me in my unbelief. Help me in those areas where I need to help at. And so a, a belief of ambivalence is marked by contradictory feeling. Okay? Some, Sometimes we have these contradicting feelings in us. Sometimes we have this feeling that says, uh, there is a God, but I don't know. I'm praying to God. And he answers, but I don't. I don't think I hear an answer. I don't think I, I don't know that he answers me. Sometimes we have these contradictory feelings, but we come back to the fact that I know there's a God, and I've seen Him work. In fact, we here at Momentum—I've been here for some years. I don't know how many. I don't even know how many years Momentum's been in existence. But I've been here for some years. I've seen some things that people right here at church have prayed for, and God has delivered on, and doctors call it miraculous. I've seen that. Okay, I've seen other times when we prayed for some things and. We didn't, we didn't get the answer that we wanted, but, we, but what we got was this communion with God, a trust in God, a faith in God, that, that He's a God who hears us and things are done uh, 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 at God's will, okay? Uh, Hebrews eleven six 6 t- tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. We must believe that He exists. We believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. I said it wrong. I said it wrong. See, that's why you need to go home and check it out. It says those who earnestly seeks him. Earnestly seek him. What's earnestly mean? It means that I am, I am pursuing God, okay? I, I'm grabbing onto his shirt tail. I'm like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing you, okay? And so, and, and so we must believe, the Hebrew writer says, that, that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. There is no room for ambivalence in the believer's life. Prayer is the primary way for the believer to communicate his or her emotions. I say primary because I told you, we communicate to God in different ways. But prayer is the primary way for the believer to communicate his or her emotions and desires to, and to fellowship with God. Prayer can be audible, it can be silent, private, public, formal, or informal, okay? Uh, it, it can be different ways and I think sometimes we we, we we get to where we feel like we have to pray a certain way We don't have to pray a certain. we need to be in communion with God. How about that? Let's let's start there being in communion with God. Okay, and so when we get to the uh, uh, This what this series is about prayer first Let's just first be in communion with God then we figure out how, how, how you know What should I be doing this a certain way or not and which we'll find out the answer is probably no uh, so Here's what James says in, uh, about the prayer of faith, James five thirteen through 16. He says, is any among you in trouble? Let him pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer often of faith will make the sick person well, the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be Healed the prayer. This last sentence is the one I want to key on. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. What makes us righteous? It's what we do, right? No. God makes us righteous. It's through Jesus. That's that's the righteous person. The prayer of the righteous is effective. Now, there's something we can get into a study on righteousness, and there's some other things we can we can pick up about that. For for this conversation, it's God makes us righteous. So every one of us has access to God. But I want to lock in on something else that's said here, because sometimes in this group of verses, uh, people take away from it that if we pray, and if you go to the elders and they put oil on you, what kind of oil was that? Was that olive oil? Was that... Was that... Was that uh, Black seed oil, was it, I don't know, was it hair oil, I don't know. Anyway, no. There was medicinal uses for oil back in that day. But he said, pray to the elders that rub oil on you. And people read from this, and I'll be healed. Well, if we read deeper, it says here, uh, and, the, uh, and the prayer of, in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord is back to God again. The Lord will raise them up. And it's back to God's will again, it's back to God. So it's not a formula that says you just go do this and this is gonna happen. In fact, that's why some people get uh, confused and get disillusioned because I did that. I followed those instructions and nothing happened. I had someone rub all of me. And when they finished with the first bottle, I had them rub another bottle on me and and I still didn't get healed. Well, the Lord, okay? So we have to remember we're back to God again in our prayer. So, uh, but that last sentence, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective so let's take a look at a small portion of, of prayer we see in the bible there was a fella i'm not gonna read i told you i wasn't gonna read this to you right there's a fella named king hezekiah okay uh back in uh second uh, kings 20 okay and king hezekiah you know was at a point in his life where he was uh, he was terminally ill and the prophet isaiah you guys heard of that guy before isaiah the prophet isaiah came and told hezekiah God says this to you, get your house in order, you are going to die. And Hezekiah's like, well, if God said it, that's it. No, Hezekiah fell on his knees. Hezekiah got on his knees and he prayed and he had this conversation with God. You can read about it when you you turn there, okay? He, He had this conversation with God. Isaiah the prophet wasn't even out of the courtyard yet when God tapped him on the shoulder and said, Isaiah, go back and tell Hezekiah, I heard this prayer, and I'm giving him 15 more years. So, so here's a guy who is on his deathbed, and he prayed. Now, we don't know what's going to happen. This is not a formula for everybody, but in this particular case, here's where prayer immediately God heard it. Immediately, told God told the prophet, "Go back and tell him, I have heard." See, God has listening ears. God has compassionate ears, and He took compassion out on, on, on uh, uh, Hezekiah. Okay. Uh, Peter's miraculous escape from prison in Acts chapter uh, 12. Okay, so here is Peter and John. They're together. Uh, 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 they're preaching, and they were told by the Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin is a religious body who who who, who kind of rules everything in, in, in this area, right? And the Sanhedrin has has it, it, you know the, the, they had just healed a uh, healed a man, so the Sanhedrin you know really didn't didn't know what to do with them. Okay, uh, at first. Um, but the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin finally put them in, you know, had them, had them locked up, had, uh, had them locked up. And um, he's locked up and the believers, the believers are praying for his release. They're praying for him to be released from prison, okay? So while they are praying, Peter, who's in prison, comes and knocks on the door. And the young lady who opens the door says, it's Peter. And she runs back and tells the folks who are praying it's peter and they're going can't be he's in prison wait a minute weren't you just praying for him to be out of prison weren't you just praying for him to be to be free, released it happened and you didn't even see it you didn't even notice it now when peter walked in the room then they go oh it's peter okay but sometime our our unbelief Sometimes things will happen god would do things and we won't even see it we we we, we kind of miss it we kind of miss what, uh, what's taking place until we see some evidence of it. And sometimes you won't see the evidence right away. In this particular case, they're praying, Peter is freed, he shows up, they don't believe it until they see it. That's not, uh, I don't want to have a, can't believe it till I see it kind of faith. Okay, when I pray to God, I want to believe that he hears me and maybe I'll see it, maybe I won't, okay? Uh, the Apostle Paul, I think, had one of those experiences in, in, in uh, 2 Corinthians 12, eight through nine. Paul says, he says, three times I prayed to God to take this thorn from my flesh. Three times, three times I prayed. And finally he said, he says, I heard God's answer. My grace is sufficient for you. He didn't take the thorn from his flesh. And so, and so Paul, uh, Paul got, it. how did Paul get that? Now, I don't know how he got it. I don't know if it was an audible from God, I don't know if it was a, well, nothing's happened yet. I, I guess God's grace is sufficient for me. I don't know exactly what, what, how it happened with him, but Paul is for, praying for this thorn to be taken from his flesh. People still today debate what that thorn was. Was it physical? You know, some say he could hardly see, and there's scriptures that indicate that his eyesight was going bad. Uh, there's, you know, some say it was some, 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 some sin issue he was dealing with, some say different things. Whatever it was, he's praying to God to take this from me. And he's satisfied with God's answer. He's not only satisfied with God's answer; it's worthy of being written so that other Christians can learn from this. He said, "My grace is sufficient for you. Uh, in, you in, 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 in my weakness, God will be made strong; will be seen as strong." Okay. And so, uh, so we see that happening with the, with Paul. Jesus Himself prayed before His crucifixion, okay, to remove this cup. If it is your will if it is your will so sometimes we forget that Sometimes we go to God and, and it's a demand Sometimes we go to God and it's like when we walk in the restaurant we pick from the menu okay this is what this is what I want and if the if the wait or waitress don't bring what I want we send it back that's not what I asked for I asked for this in fact if it's not done right we send it back sometime you know uh, it, it's, it's not like that Jesus asked and, and said if it is your will, your will be done. Well, what's, what's this key about your will being done? When we look at the crucifixion of Jesus and we look at the death, the burial, the resurrection, we look at salvation uh, being found through him. When we look at those things, we see that God's will and God's plan was way bigger than removing a cup, was way bigger than that. And so in our lives, sometimes God's will is way bigger and can have far more impact than what we, than, than what we know. And again sometimes we may not see the impact right away in fact we may not be the one to see it somebody else might see it you ever seen someone seen a situation where you learned from it and the other person still they still kind of upset with things and you're looking at them going wow man wish that was me wish i had that you know um so um while facing strong opposition peter and john prayed for courage to share the gospel we find that in acts chapter 4 29. Um, they, they, uh, they, they were praying, they got, they got locked up. They, they were gonna get locked up, they didn't get locked up. I think this is the one where they, they had just healed, some, uh, uh, healed a man. And he said, uh, they, were, they were ordered by the religious leaders to stop preaching under the threat of punishment. So I want that to be you. Stop preaching under the threat of punishment. Stop talking about Jesus under the threat of punishment. Stop your religion. In fact, I want you to, I want you to not pray anymore under the threat of punishment. What's our answer? Peter, so Peter and John, they prayed to God and what, what they said was, in the, in the face of this, they said, God, we're being told not to pray anymore. We're, we're being told not, not to preach anymore. Our prayer is not that they won't harm us. Our prayer is not that we won't get locked up. Our prayer is give us courage to do it even more. Give us courage to go out there and, and, and proclaim your name even more. Give us courage to do that and we'll let you take care of whatever the consequences are. And so th- that was their prayer. Uh, and and I I'm, I'm just wanna demonstrate as we talk about these things, demonstrate the different people who are praying and different things that are happening. And these, these happen in our life, uh, can happen in our life. The Apostle Paul uh, exhorted uh, his readers to not be anxious but pray about everything. Oh, that's easy. I won't be anxious. I don't think that's easy at all. How many times do we worry about something and worry and worry and worry? You can't change anything, but we worry and worry and worry. Don't be anxious about it. Pray about it. Okay? Just just go to God and pray. Well, what is prayer? How how do I do this? What's between you and God? You you go to God sincerely. Believe that He exists. Believe that He rewards those who, who earnestly seek Him out. Believe that and go to him and believe that whatever his answer is, is the best as God sees it from the big picture. It's not the best that you would like to see it from, from the, from the small part of the picture that you're in. Okay. And so Paul says, don't be anxious about anything. uh, Don't be anxious, but pray about everything. Well, everything except you've got our exception list, the things you don't pray about. In fact, there's some things we hide from God, isn't it? That's the things that we we do and we go. Uh, I don't God. I don't want you to see this. Nah, no, you can't see that. No, you can't hide nothing from God. And no, we don't have. We should not be having an exception list, okay? Because there's some things we really, really want, and we know that God don't want us to have it. How do we know? We can see it in His Word. Some things you just read in the Word, and He don't want us to have that, okay? And yet we pray. We we gonna leave that piece out. I give you one. I give you one. I don't. I don't know if it. If it's anybody here or not if it is I would I don't know and I'm not singling you out but God tells us don't be unequally yoked let me go get an unequal it's like yoking an ox to a dog okay who's gonna win who's gonna win the ox is gonna win okay don't be unequally yoked and yet sometimes we find the unequal and we'll pray and we just kind of rush we pretend like we didn't read that part. I don't know that part. I, uh, no. God already gave us the answer. And then we say, God, bless this thing that I'm doing that you said don't do. And God is looking at us like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> In fact, I don't even think He says, I don't know. I think no, that ain't going to happen. In fact, we see, we see that happening when we look at Joshua, Joshua chapter 7. Okay joshua has just fought the battle of jericho everybody know about the battle of jericho right and the walls came to down some of y'all saying that with you as kids joshua fought the battle of jericho jericho i'm not going i'm not going to sing it out okay but anyway so joshua fought that battle and the walls and to down so now he's going on to another battle called ai 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 is spelled ai okay so AI. okay so he he go he's going to fight this battle now he sends some people out to look at the look at the town of ai they have just won this battle with, 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 with Jericho and they go out and they take a look and they come back and they tell Joshua, you know, Joshua, pff, look, we only need a couple thousand men to do, to do this. They're not they're not that good. They're not that big. We, we can take care of them because they're looking at the last victory that they had and they forgot who won the victory for them. They thought they won the victory. You didn't win no snake in victory. God won the victory. And so, we only need a couple thousand men. And really, had had things been going, had they been doing the things God would have them to do, that might have been the case, all right? Well, anyway, they went to AI and they got whooped. Y'all know what whooped mean? Huh? If you was born in my area, you know what whooped mean, okay? All right, or if you watch a good boxing match, you know what whooped mean, okay? Anyway, they got whooped, okay? And Joshua came back. He came, read it for yourself. And he came back, he came back to God and he fell down on his knees. I would do that, but my knees are old. and nah, it takes take me a while to get up. Anyway, he fell down on his knees, fell on his face and he's praying to God. But in his prayer to God, he's saying, God, look what you let happen to us. We're going to be the embarrassment of everybody. People are going to take advantage of us, et cetera. Joshua, Joshua's talking like this and God says to him, I want you to look this up now. I want you to look in your Bibles. You're probably going to see explanation point behind the word, get up off your knees, or stand up. Every time I read that and I see that explanation point, it's like God didn't just say, get up, Joshua. He's like, get up. Now I don't know if that happened, I don't know if that's how God was talking or not, but he's saying, get up off your knees. You need to go do what you need to do. See, sometimes we use prayer to cover for what we need to do. And that's not what it's for. Do what you need to do. Now, what, was, what, what did Joshua need to, uh, need to do? There was sin in the camp, okay? Someone had stolen something that you'd taken something that God told them not to do when, they, when, they, when they, uh, in battles. Someone had done that, and they had buried it under their tent. And, and God said, no, you need to get the sin out the camp. Sometime when we go to God, we wonder why, why, why things don't work out. We need to get the sin out the camp. We got sin in the camp and we're expecting God to bless us and God has said, uh, uh, no. And we wonder why things go wrong because you got sin in the camp. That's why it's going wrong. You know, why is this, this not working out? Because you're unequal. I already told you, get up off your knees and go do what you need to do, okay? So uh, they got humiliated, but they later on, they got, they, you know, they, they went in, Joshua went and did what he needed to do. And then they went on and won the battle. And sometimes we need to do that too. When we go into prayer, sometimes, now look, here's what I'm not saying i'm not saying that god wants us to have this perfect sin free life to pray to him in fact sometimes it's when we need to we need to pray because th- some things are doing okay i'm not saying that because is that were the case i don't know that any of us would be be prayer worthy okay that's not what i'm saying i'm saying there are some things that we pray about and we already know that we're doing it our way and not god's way and we asking god to bless our way and not his way Okay. No, we should go to God. We should go to God in prayer all the time, and we don't need to wait till something happens or or wait till I've got uh, till I'm good enough. That's one of the things that get in the way of prayer. By the way, is that we have to wait till we're good enough. Sometimes we have something happening in our life that shouldn't be happening, and we have to wait. We go, man, God's not going to listen to me because He ain't going to listen to me. No, we need to pray anyway, but we need to be ready to get the sin out the camp. So, uh, at one point, Jesus said to his disciples. In Luke 22:46, 46, it ain't up there. Luke 22:46, 46, he says, get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. See, part of the problem is we fall, in, we fall into temptation and, 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 and the disciples were asleep and Jesus said, wake up, get up, go pray that you don't fall into temptation. Do a preemptive strike. Do a preemptive strike on sin. Go, go. Just pray that I don't fall into it. When you see it coming, pray that I don't fall for it rather than saying, I, I can handle this. Some of us got that attitude, don't we? I can handle this, okay? And so finally, um, in Romans chapter 12, verse 12, scripture tells us this, be joyful in hope, in hope. It hasn't happened yet, cause it's hope, but be joyful in it, okay? Have a smile on your face in hope in God, this God who we believe exists and rewards those who earnestly seek him. Be, 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 be joyful in hope, be patient, in affliction cause affliction coming. And sometimes you, got no, no, you, you have no choice but to be patient, but be patient and faithful in prayer. Whatever you do, be faithful, be faithful in prayer. And so I want to leave you with this, with this thought today that what God is calling on us to do is he, he gives us, we have all these examples. There's many, many more we could, we could have talked about. He gives us these examples of different people dealing with prayer, dealing with things in life. But the, the, in the end, He's telling us, but among all things, be faithful in prayer. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we come before this morning and we just thank you so much. We thank you for being the God who you are. We thank you for being the God who, who demonstrates to us through your word, through your, through your practice, through different ways you demonstrate to us uh, who you are, we, we, we see around us the, the things that you, that, that you have done. We, we see prayers that work. We see prayer that sometimes it don't appear to. And we, we think about sometimes uh, 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 when we pray, we have to make a decision first. And that is, no matter what happens, I'm with you because we know that you're with us. And so, Father, we just appreciate the, that about you. We appreciate that we have access to you through your son, Jesus Christ. And we appreciate that we have this communication line called prayer. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.